Chapter 13 Ready Player 2 unicorn colt trotted across the playground chasing after a ball. His two-toned blue mane and tail billowed in the brisk spring air behind him as he ran. As he got close to the ball he gave it a kick with his hoop, sending it rolling once again. Two other earth pony colts joined him and the three of them kicked the ball back and forth to each other. I hope he can exhaust all of their seemingly endless energy for when it's bedtime, Velvet said sitting on a nearby park bench. It would be nice to have some quiet time, Nightlight said sitting beside her. I might actually be able to get a full night's sleep, she said. Well, I wasn't really planning on sleeping right away, he said, squeezing her thigh with his hoof, a grin spread across his face. Tonight I was actually thinking about finally trying that thing you were talking about where you ma ma shining said as he ran over and tugged on her tail what is it dear how come when we're at the park and they're here they're always together he asked who velvet asked shining pointed at the two other colts playing with the ball they were both sporting similar tan fur coats with dark brown manes the mare that was obviously their mother was trying to round them up, getting ready to head home. They're brothers, Velvet said. What's brothers? he asked. Brothers, or sisters, are ponies that come from the same mummy, Velvet said. Come from? Shining asked. The young colt was still struggling with abstract concepts. Velvet blushed, unsure of how to proceed. Nightlight tried to put it in terms that his son could understand. A brother is kind of like a best friend, Knight explained, but it's like an all-the-time best friend that you see every day and lives in the same house as you. An all-the-time best friend? Shining repeated. Nightlight nodded. Shining scratched his head, absorbing the idea. I want one! Eh? I want one! Shining repeated. Nightlight and Velvet exchanged looks. Uh, we'll think about it, okay? Knight offered. Okay, Shining said, seemingly satisfied with the answer. He turned and ran over to the jungle gym and resumed his playing. Later that evening, Nightlight carefully pushed the shopping cart through the apothecary as quietly as he could. Shining Armour was slumped over in the foal seat, sound asleep. Velvet walked beside him, picking up a few things on their way home from the park. She passed him a bottle of potion to quietly place in the cart. He looked at the label. It was her usual beat the heat potion for the coming season. You know, I've been thinking about what Shining said earlier. Nightlight whispered to Velvet. What? You mean about how sometimes dogs are brown? She said. Knight smiled. No, I meant about him having a brother. Or sister, he said. Velvet stopped walking. Oh? Yeah, I was thinking, you know, maybe we should, he said. It would be good for him to have some pony at home to play with. I mean, you know how only children turn out. He said with a chuckle. 
Velvet gave him a dirty look and grabbed the potion from him to put into the cart herself. Look, I'm just saying, I caught him talking to his own hoof the other day. I mean, that ain't right. Velvet looked at the bottle in her hoof, considering the notion of having another foal. This better not just be so you can keep breastfeeding, she said. Nightlight blushed. What? No, it's not that, he said. She cocked an eyebrow. I mean, not just that. That's just icing on the cake. And to be honest, I sort of miss this too, he said rubbing her abdomen, where her baby bump used to be. Nightlight, I never took you for a chubby chaser, she said. He just hugged her and nibbled on her ear as he continued to rub her belly in the store aisle. Come on, Velvet groaned, pushing her away. I worked really hard at the gym to get rid of that. He relented and backed off. She looked back down at the bottle and then back at him. Really? She asked. He nodded. She looked back at the bottle. Maybe another cult, she thought to herself, but maybe a little filly of her own that she could raise herself. The thought made her heart flutter. She put the potion back on the shelf. Okay. Really? He said, almost squealing. Yeah, really, she repeated. He hugged her again and kissed her. Oh, I love you, he said as he squeezed her. Oh, hey, are we still going to do that thing tonight where you... No, you can't make a foal by sticking it in there. Alright, I tuck Shining into bed, he's out like a light, Nightlight said as he walked into the bedroom. You ready to do this? He asked seductively. You ready to do the dirty? Oh yes, the dirtiest. Marital intercourse for the sole purpose of procreation, Velvet said on the bed. Well, here I am, Velvet said, spreading her legs. Well, when you say it like that, you make it sound so sexy. He teased, and you know, it really is dirty, what with you being my sister and all, he said, jumping up on the bed with a goofy grin, his erection bobbing beneath him. Wait, that actually turns you on now? She asked. He shrugged. Well, yeah, actually. When did that start? She asked. I don't know, he said. A while ago. I mean, yeah, it was weird and gross for me at first. But I got over it, and then the more I thought about it, the more I started to realise that I, well, that I actually like it, the taboo of it, it makes what we have more special, you know, he said. Velvet gave him a weird look. Why, you're not still bothered by it, are you? It's been years. What? No, Velvet said. I mean, obviously not, if I'm asking my brother to intentionally impregnate me tonight. Oh, fuck! Knight groaned and Velvet saw his cop pulse harder. Wow, really? She asked. He nodded. She shook her head. Alright then, whatever tickles your pickle, she said, accepting it as she lay back and spread her legs. No, no, you gotta flip over. What? Why? The first time we did it, you were on your back like that he said, leaning over and kissing her, and we had a filly. And then on the day you graduated, I did it from behind, and we had a colt. So if we're going to have another colt, 
I gotta hit it from behind. It's mandatory. I don't think it works like that, she said. Yeah, huh? It's science. He flipped her over on the bed, pulling her tail aside as he lined himself up with a marehood. She rolled herself back over and pushed him onto his back. Actually, I was on top on my graduation day, as I recall, she said, climbing on top of him, grasping his shaft with her magic, rubbing it against her pussy. He shook his head. It won't work that way, he said, pushing her off and sitting himself back up. It'll all leak out. You have a gross misunderstanding of the biology involved with this, she said. He piled up the pillows. What are you doing? she asked. He moved her to lean over the pile of pillows with her face down towards the mattress and her ass propped up into the air. There, this way gravity can assist, he said, lifting her tail aside with his hoof, savouring her aroma. Night, I've had to clean your loads out of my tail, my fur and my linen. I don't think you need gravity's help. And again, that's a myth. Shh, embrace the magic of the moment, he said. Velvet lay there, slumped over the pillows like a rag doll. This doesn't feel very magical, she said. Well, the moment hasn't started yet. He leaned forward and kissed her marehood. Velvet gasped at the contact. And then again, when she felt his wet tongue rubbing up a long hot pussy, her clitoris reflexively winked at his chin. She had been planning to buy a new bottle of Beat the Heat to replace the one that had run out almost a week ago. But a few days were all she needed to begin to feel the ache again. A few days were enough for Nightlight to be able to tell. Hmm, the scent and taste both, he said as he licked her. It's so good when you like this. Nah, well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, because it's already starting to get unbearable for me, she grunted. Indeed, the smouldering embers of her heat were fanned into a roaring blaze from his oral attention to her nethers, especially with the way that he would intentionally tease her. He licked her up and down, all around, but deliberately avoided the one spot that would send her over the top. She felt the tension inside her, growing tighter, begging for release, and soon so was she. She pushed her hips back at him as her clit winked again, desperate for him to touch it. Please! Nightlight would not deny her any longer. He ran his tongue down her slit one last time and caught her wink in his lips, kissing and sucking her clit. All of Velvet's muscles went rigid as her legs shook as her orgasm rocked her body. Her mare cum practically squirted up his nose. Velvet was no longer the only uncomfortable pony. Nightlight was painfully hard. His erection threatened to fuck a hole right into the mattress under him. Velvet felt the bed shift as he reared up and mounted her. His dribbling pre-cum added to her excessive wetness as he thrusted into her with ease. With her hind end propped up as it was, he was penetrating her at an oblique angle, stimulating her in whole new ways. Velvet felt parts of her insides being rubbed that she didn't even know she had, and it forced her marehood to be angled back at him in a way that made it much easier for his balls to hit her clit each time he bottomed out into her. 
It didn't give her more orgasms, but rather it rode the wave of her first one, stretching her peak out into a prolonged plateau of pleasure. This effect was not lost on Nightlight as he felt her pussy practically pulsing and vibrating around him as he plunged deep into her over and over. Well, I, you gotta take it easy with me with whatever it is you're doing with that, he gasped. You're doing it, she breathed. You're doing it to me. Your brother is doing it to you, he growled and kissed her neck. Knight, don't make it weird, she said. Come on, just play along, he begged. Just this one time at least. Fine, whatever. Velvet rolled her eyes. Oh yes, fuck me brother, she said. She felt him throb thicker inside her. Get me super pregnant. Super pregnant? What is that? Is the foal going to come out wearing a cape? He asked. I don't know, Velvet said. I'm no good at talking dirty. Don't make fun of me. I'm not. I just, just keep going, you're doing good, he coached as he continued to rut her. Velvet felt at odds with herself. Nightlight was her brother, and she knew it plainly well. She hadn't just forgotten something like that. It didn't bother her any longer, but it had been one of those little facts that she learned and then filed away with all the information that she didn't particularly need to think about like how there were more bacteria cells in her body than body cells. She had gotten over her hang-ups about having sex with him, and with the assurances from Celestia, she was comfortable with having foals with him. But she focused on the fact that he was her husband more than the other thing. But it seemed that Nightlight had no such reservations about what they were. It didn't turn him off. Quite the opposite, in fact. He relished in it. He wanted Velvet to stress the point, even as they copulated. It clearly worked. She could feel him making love to her with a fresh passion that they hadn't known in some while. And Velvet, for her part, was beginning to come around to the idea. She had only ever mentally visited the notion of him as her brother in a negative light. She only actively thought about that fact when it was a problem, but now her mind wandered into the territory while she was having a good experience, the best experience, while he was rutting her, while her brother was rutting her. Velvet shuddered at the thought, but it was no longer in disgust of the act itself, but with herself for liking it. She began to understand now. Perhaps Knight was onto something with this fixation. You're a sick perv, Velvet spat, catching Nightlight off guard. The very words stung him. What? You like fucking your sister like this, she said. Just thinking about it makes your dick so hard. I can feel it, she said. Her wicked grin belied the act of a scolding tone. Nightlight understood, his shocked expression twisted into a sly grin of his own. I am a sick perv, Knight said. I love fucking my sister's tight pussy. You love your brother's big cock. I love my brother's big cock inside me, Velvet said. The words felt a little forced in her mind and sounded a little silly to her. But by the stars, she felt his erection go as hard as a steel girder. Something inside him had transformed, turning him into a primal beast. His hooves gripped her flanks hard as he fucked her with wild abandon. His hips slammed into her, smacking her clit each time with his balls. 
She could feel him just reaching her innermost barrier. He had gotten physically longer and thicker at her words. Silly or not, they worked. She felt herself coming again. Oh, oh fuck! Velvet panted under his renewed efforts. Fuck me, brother! Nightlight was giving her the right of her life as she came. A fresh gush of her wetness spurted from around his shaft. His balls made wet slaps against her clip and her sopping marehood, sending droplets into her bedding. Each time it made her shiver and tremble around him. His balls tightened and she felt his cock flare inside her. You better not come inside me, Velvet said. You're going to get your sister pregnant. The words struck him like a bolt of lightning. Gah! Nightlight cried out as all cognitive thought fled his mind as he went past the point of no return. He thrusted his hips into his sister a final time, slamming it home so deep that whosoever should be able to pull him out would become the new king of Canterlot. Velvet felt him throb and pulse inside her, flooding her pussy with his seed. The pressure sealed inside only added to the fullness his flair was giving her, pushing it deeper into her. So full, so much, she gasped, pouring at the bed fruitlessly. Why? So hot, Knight wheezed, struggling to breathe after the workout. You, so hot. He slumped over her as he tried to catch his breath. The two of them laid on top of the pile of pillows, her butt propped up and him on top of her back, still inside her. Wow, Velvet breathed. I hope we didn't wake up. They both looked up at the sound of the doorknob being jiggled. The door creaked open on its hinges. Mum? Shining asked in the dim doorway. I heard a noise. Velvet and Knight both looked at him. Thankfully, they were both facing the doorway and the pillows hid everything else. Go back to bed, dear, Velvet said nervously. Daddy and I were just playing leapfrog. Oh, who won? He asked. Your mother won, Knight said, trying to keep the smirk from his face, still mounted on her. She always wins. Shining's nostrils started to flare reflexively as he took a step into the room. Can I play? He asked. No! no, they both said at once. Shining looked disappointed. It's late, kiddo, Knight said, trying to keep calm. We can play tomorrow. Go back to bed. I'll be there to tuck you back in again in a minute. Can I have a glass of water? He asked. Buddy, I will bring you milk and cookies if you just go back to bed right now, Knight bargained desperately. Shining's eyes lit up. Okay, he turned and trotted quickly down the hallway, back to his bedroom. His bed frame squeaked as he jumped back in. Knight and Velvet both sighed in relief. That was close, Velvet said. Too close, Knight agreed, slowly pulling out of her. His softening flare pulled free with a wet pop. Velvet tried to get up. Nuah, he chided. You stay put, I'll handle this, he said. I'm not sleeping like this. She said, just stay there for now. I'll be back in a minute. Nightlight quickly darted into the bathroom and washed himself clean of the stench of sex. The cold water helped him to be visibly presentable for when he dealt with the cult down the hallway. 
Velvet waited, hunched uncomfortably over the pile of pillows. Some milk and cookies tucking in, and another bedtime story later, Nightlight returned. Sorry about that, Knight apologised. You know how he is. Hmm, can I get up now? She asked. Just one more minute, he said, digging out the box from under their bed. So you were really getting into the role playing tonight, he said. She smirked. I guess I've taken a shine to the idea. It is kind of hot. And it made you so hard, she said. He put their special box on the mattress. What are you doing now? She asked. He didn't answer. He opened the box and dug through the items until he found what he was looking for. Aha! He lifted out the butt plug. It'll keep the cum in tonight. That's for my ass, not my pussy, she said. Don't worry, we cleaned it really good, he said, pushing it into her vagina. She shook her head. That's not the point. My pussy doesn't have a sphincter to, you know, keep it from sliding out. And just as she said, it started to slip out. Nightlight scratched his chin and looked through the box again. Ah, oh, here we go. He pulled out a pair of tight black latex pantsies from her dominatrix streak with him earlier that year. He pulled them up her legs and snugged them into her waist, keeping the plug snug as a bug in a latex rug. Velvet got off the pillows and laid as she normally would on the bed. Indeed, the usual mess that would have spilled from her was kept well contained. How's that? Uncomfortable, she groaned, shifting her hips a bit. She swore she could feel his cum sloshing around inside her. Well, it's just for the night, he said. Do you think you can manage? Yeah, she sighed. Okay. He put the rest of the box back under the bed. He climbed into bed with her and pulled the covers over them. He wrapped his hoof around her, rubbing his hoof on her belly. I'm excited, aren't you? He asked. Yeah, she admitted. I love you. I love you too, but you owe me for this. The next time I wear these panties, I'm going to whip your ass red, she said. Okay, he chuckled. It's a deal. A few days later, Velvet sat on the toilet in the bathroom. She watched the test kit on the counter intently to see if it would turn blue or red. In the kitchen, Nightlight held a bag of frozen peas on his flank that had already turned from blue to red. Daddy, what happened? Shining asked as he ate his breakfast at the table. Oh, I just, uh, fell down the stairs, he said, limping across the kitchen. That's why we always tell you to never run on the stairs. You wouldn't want this to happen to you. Oh, okay, Shining said. They both looked up at the sound of the bathroom door opening. Velvet stepped out and walked into the kitchen. It's blue, Velvet said, giving Knight a hug. What does that mean? Shining asked. His father smiled knowingly. Oh, you'll find out in a few months, son. A few months later. Shining Armour sat 
in his booster chair at the kitchen table, eating his breakfast. His father, Nightlight, sat beside him, cutting up his food and making sure that he didn't make too big of a mess. Velvet sat across from them, shoveling a stack of pancakes into her mouth. Mum? He asked to get her attention. She stopped for air and looked up at him. Yes, dear? She asked. You shouldn't eat so much. You're getting fat, he said candidly. Velvet blushed in embarrassment. Nightlight scolded him. Now, son, that's a very rude thing to say to a pony, he said, especially a nice mare like your mother. Now say you're sorry. I'm sorry, Mum, he apologised, but it's true. He pointed at Velvet's very pregnant belly. That doesn't excuse that sort of behaviour, Nut said to him. Now finish eating and go wash up. You have a doctor's appointment today. Okay, Shining finished eating and headed into the bathroom to wash his hooves and brush his teeth. Nightlight looked across the table at his wife. Sorry, hun. Foals say the darndest things, he said. Velvet pushed her last few pieces around with a fork, feeling disgusted with herself. He wasn't lying, she said, rubbing her belly. We can't keep doing this. We'll have to tell him eventually. We can't just keep blaming it on you eating like a dumpster. I know, Velvet groaned as she finished the last few bites of her breakfast. He put his hoof on hers. Do you remember when you were pregnant with the first time? He asked. And we promised each other that we weren't going to be one of those Santa Paws families. We promised that we were going to be direct with our foals and just tell them the truth. Whatever happened to that? He asked. Velvet put her fork down. Well, gosh, Knight. Kind of a lot has happened since then, she said. So what? Do you think we should just tell him about everything? About us? Him and Cadence? What? No, I don't mean about all that, he said. He picked up the plates from the table and brought them to the sink. I'm just talking about the normal stuff. He has to learn about the facts of life eventually. You're going to be coming home from the hospital in less than a month with a new foal. He's going to want to know where it came from. Knight, he's way too young for sex ed. I don't mean the birds and the bees part, but the pregnancy part of where foals come from, unless you want to tell him a stork brought it. No, I hate that, Velvet said. Give the lad some credit. He's been doing really well on those standardised tests you have to give him for your homeschooling. I'm sure he'll be able to handle it. I don't know, but we can talk about it later, Velvet said. Shining, hurry up, we're going to be late. Nightlight walked into the clinic waiting room where Velvet and Shining were sitting. Doc says I'm all set for another year. Your turn, honey, he said. Velvet slowly got up from her seat and waddled towards exam room one. I want to go with mummy, Shining said. No, kiddo, you're coming with me, Knight said. Where's mummy going? he asked. Mummies and daddies have to go to the doctors too, buddy. Every pony does, Knight explained walking with Shining towards paediatrics. Velvet laid back on the familiar exam table while the nurse went to go fetch the doctor. A moment later she arrived. 
Long time no see, Twilight, Dr. Celestia said. Velvet tried to sit up, but faltered. Celestia? Where's Dr... Let's just say I'm covering her shift. I hope that's okay, Celestia said. Velvet just looked at her. You can tell me if it isn't. I won't be offended. No, it's... Okay, I was just surprised is all. Hmm, that makes two of us, Celestia said, looking at Velvet's chart. Wow, almost that time, eh? Less than a month to go. Uh, yeah, when were you going to spring the news on me this time, she asked. Well, I didn't want another photo op with me on the toilet, Velvet said. Have you not even told your mother? Celestia asked. Were you afraid that she would rat you out to me again? No, she knows, Velvet said, but I made a promise not to tell you. I know, Celestia said, pulling on her gloves. Did you have your father make the same promise? She asked with a tiny smirk. Damn it! Dad! She muttered. Oh, don't be too hard on him. I can be very persuasive, Celestia said. Lie back? Velvet laid back down as Celestia applied the conductive jelly into Velvet's gravid belly. She turned on the sonogram probe and began rubbing as she looked at the monitor. Although I have to ask why, Celestia asked. What? Why didn't you want her to tell me? Why didn't you want me to know? She asked. The answer was obvious to Velvet as she looked up at the Princess of Celestia acting as a personal healthcare practitioner. Because of this, Velvet said, motioning at her. This, you, all of it. I just wanted a normal life for us and Shiny. I never wanted my family to be part of some giant royal secret with you, the Princess of Equestria as my doctor. I was happy with just my academic interests at the school, not roped into this alicorn breeding scheme with my brother. I just wanted a normal life, she sighed. Celestia focused on the monitor as she moved the probe across Velvet's abdomen. Normal lives are all the same, Celestia said plainly. Abnormal lives are abnormal in their own special way. She looked at Velvet. Like your life with your brother, for example. She looked back at the monitor. Besides, normal doesn't exist. At least not the kind of normal you're talking about. I mean, yeah, there are ponies that make a special effort to avoid anything unusual or different. But that isn't normal. In fact, those are the weirdest creepiest ponies of all. And every time I meet some pony that likes things quiet and boring all the time, I can't stop wondering how many foals they have tied up in their basement. Huh? You have an enchanted life, Twilight. And you always will. Accept it. The normal rules of society don't apply to your family. You, your parents, and your brother cherish the relationship you have with them. I terribly miss what I had with my sister long ago. Celestia adjusted a knob on the monitor. Your foals will have an enchanted life. Celestia looked at Velvet. Even the ones you don't want to tell me about. Celestia looked back at the screen. So, how spoilery do you want this appointment to be? Celestia asked with levity as she squinted at the blurry figure in the monitor. Race? Gender? Well, it would be nice to stop referring to it as it or the foal, Velvet said. And there you go, champ, the paediatrician said to Shining Armor on the exam table. 
a few rooms down the hallway, he finished giving him a booster shot and opened a box of colourful adhesive bandages. What's your favourite colour? he asked. Purple, like mummy's hair, Shining said. The doctor put the little bandage on Shining's shoulder. All done. Do you want a purple lollipop too? he asked. No, blue like my pop, Shining said. Nightlight smiled in the other chair. The doctor gave Shining a blue pop and opened the door for them. They both walked into the waiting room. Where's mum? She must still be in her appointment, Nightlight said. In the blink of an eye, Shining was on the move. Nightlight ran after him as Shining pushed open the door to exam room one. That was when Shining Armour first met Princess Celestia, Nightlight said, running into the room after his cult. Shining Armour just stood there, frozen, mouth agape. He was used to grown-up ponies being bigger than him, but the white pony with a horn and wings positively towered over the tiny colt. He saw his mummy laying on the exam table like he had done himself, but the big pony was touching her belly with a strange thing that he didn't recognise. The grainy black and white image on the screen next to her didn't look like anything he had ever seen. What are you doing to mummy? Shining asked the big pony. Celestia looked at Velvet. Do you want to tell him? She asked. Shining, Velvet said. This is Princess, Doctor, my friend, Celestia. Say hello. Hello, Celestia, he said. Hello, little one, Celestia greeted. Shining, we were just looking at your sister, Velvet said. Sister? Shining's head quickly scanned the room, looking around for some other small pony that was going to be his all-the-time friend. Where? Where is she? He asked. She's in here, Velvet said, rubbing her belly. Shining's eyes went wide in horror. You ate my sister? Princess Celestia could not remember a time in her life when she had laughed harder. She was in tears, nearly rolling out of her exam chair at hearing Shining Armour's accusation that Twilight Velvet had eaten his sister. Your mother <laughs> didn't eat <laughs> your sister? Celestia tried to tell him, wiping the tears from her eyes as she desperately tried to compose herself. Shining Armour ran over to the exam table and reared up, reaching with his hooves to touch his mother's belly. You did, Shining yelled at his mum as he ran his hooves over her abdomen. You ate her, and now she's in your tummy. Look it, he cried. Oh, Shining dear, no, that's not what happened. Velvet tried to console him. Celestia put her hoof on his shoulder. Shining, you know how colts and fillies have different bits under their tails that make them different? Celestia asked. Colt parts and filly parts? Shining wiped his nose and nodded. Mum says I'm not supposed to look at filly parts, Shining said. Celestia smiled. Well, mummies have a very special filly part inside them, Celestia explained. Their stomach? He asked. No, your stomach is for food. Every pony has a stomach, she said. Mummies have a very special filly part where a foal can grow. And then, when they're ready, they come out. Like a poo? Shining asked. The adults giggled. No, that's from food when you're all done with it, Celestia said. Remember, it isn't her stomach. So it's not like food, right? Shining nodded. Remember, fillies have special parts that are different from colts. 
and one of them is a part for the foal to come out. Fillies are weird, Shining said. Well, fillies and colts are certainly different, Celestia said. I'm sure a little filly your age might think that colts are weird too, she said. Shining rubbed Velvet's belly again. And she's fine right now, Celestia said, putting the ultrasound probe back on Velvet's belly. She's just sleeping. Look, she pointed at the screen. See, this machine can look at the foal inside your mummy. Wow, Shining said. Celestia pointed at the bulbous shape of the foal's body and head. She doesn't have any wings, but if you look here, you can see the little bump on her forehead. And that little bump will grow and become her horn. How do you know it's a filly? he asked. Well, ah, uh, Celestia stammered. If we look down here, we can see that, ah, uh, she doesn't have any cold parts. A peepee? he asked. Right, exactly, Celestia said. Can you let her out now? I want to meet her, he said. She's not quite ready yet, dear, Velvet said. It's like waiting to pick an apple. You have to wait for the tree to grow from a seed. Foals are the same way. She grew from a seed? He asked. Eh, uh, yeah, sort of, Nightlight said. How did the seed get in there? He asked. Even Celestia blushed at that one. You'll learn about that later, buddy, Nightlight said, scooping him up in his magic and carrying him out of the exam room. Now let's let them finish. Is he finally asleep? Velvet asked, struggling to get comfortable on her bed. He should be soon, Nightlight said as he climbed into bed with her. Ah, oh, it's been non-stop with the questions with him. I missed the days before he could talk, Velvet said, shifting her massive belly again to her side. Are you alright? Knight asked. No, it's my breasts. They're so tender. They've been aching ever since we got home, she said. Knight smiled. Say no more. He crawled across the bed, helping her to lift one of her legs aside as he took the nipple of one of her swollen teats into his mouth and began to suck on it. He gently rolled and massaged her breast as he did, helping her to drain it of her milk. He was only too happy to drink her delicious milk. He savoured it, knowing that this time would be finite. Dad! Nightlight's head turned around so fast, he nearly gave himself whiplash. Why are you kissing Mummy there? Shining asked. Velvet's tail quickly swished between her legs to hide her modesty. Ah, uh, Mummy just had a boo-boo, and your daddy was just kissing it better, Velvet said. Go back to bed, dear. Vel... Nightlight stopped her. No Santa paws, he quietly reminded her. This is different. This is weird, she whispered back. It's only weird if we make it, he told her. Celestia's words echoed in Velvet's mind. The normal rules of society don't apply to your family. Nightlight looked back at Shining, still in the doorway, looking confused. Uh, son, your mother is getting ready to have a fall, Nut explained. And when the foal is born, she's going to need to eat to grow up big and strong like her brother. But newborns can't eat normal pony food like you and me. She's going to need to drink a special milk that mummy makes in here, he said, pointing at Velvet's teats. Just like you did when you were just a baby. I did? Shining asked. Yes, but you were too young to remember, he said. 
Why are you drinking the foal's milk? Well, uh, you see, Nightlight scratched the back of his neck. Mummy has already started to make the milk for the foal, but the foal isn't here yet, and she's full, and that is uncomfortable for her. Like when you have to hold it to go to the bathroom, you know? Shining nodded. So I'm just helping Mummy feel better by sucking the milk out like the foal would, so she isn't full anymore. Can I help? Shining asked. Uh Nightlight looked at Velvet, searching for the right thing to say. She looked just as lost for words as him. Okay. Velvet grabbed Knight's mane and yanked him to her, clearly not expecting that response. What? Are you insane? She snapped at him quietly. It's only weird if you make it, he said. Let me handle this. They felt Shining jump onto the bed. He was kneeling beside Velvet's belly, looking at her teats. So, uh, yeah, that's where mummy makes her milk. And when they're full, they ache and need to be emptied. And that's what I was doing. The foal's supposed to suck on them and milk comes out? Shining asked. Yes, on the nipples, these. Knight said as he pointed at Velvet's nipples, careful to keep her tail over her mare hood. Shining leaned down and took one of the nipples in his mouth and started to suck. Ow! Velvet yelped. Teeth! Nightlight pushed Shining off her nipple. No biting, son, he said. When a foal gets their teeth, that's when they have to stop breastfeeding and start eating normal pony food. So when you got your teeth, that was when you stopped getting your milk from Mummy like this. I'm sorry, Mummy, he cried. I promise I won't bite. I'll be good, he begged. Velvet could not even see him beyond the curvature of her belly, but she could hear the tears in her voice. She cringed and forced herself to say the words. It's okay, dear. You can keep going, she said. A moment later, she felt him suckling at her half-empty teat again, careful to only use his lips. She felt the bed shift as nightlight leaned over him and took the other full teat. Velvet would have been lying to herself if she said she didn't enjoy the duet of pleasures she was feeling. Nature had built pleasure into the act for her to provide her young with milk. It made more than just her nipples feel good. She was not proud of the pleasure she felt her own son giving her in this way, but it was pleasure nonetheless, and she let herself enjoy it. Her boys made short work of relieving the pressure and emptying her memories. Good job, son, Nightlight said, wiping the stray milk from the corner of Shining's mouth. I'm sure Mummy feels much better now. Shining moved up to her face. Do you feel better, Mummy? Shining asked. Velvet smiled. Yes, much better, dear. Thank you. When will you be full again? He asked anxiously. Every night, Nightlight said. And I can keep helping? Shining asked. Nightlight looked at Velvet. She nodded. If you want, she said. But when your sister gets here, that's it. You can't do it anymore. It's supposed to be just for her. Do you understand? She asked. Yes, Mum. Now go on. It's past your bedtime, Velvet said. Shining kissed her. Good night. Good night, Shining said before he trotted down the hallway, back to his bedroom. Velvet looked at Nightlight sitting on the bed beside her. I really hope this doesn't end up being his first memory, she groaned. That lucky shit, 
Knight laughed. I never got to be breastfed when I was a foal, and he gets to do it twice. Shidiyava quickly came to look forward to his bedtime with a new addition to the nightly routine. Each night he would suckle at one of his mother's teats while his father was up the other, and that was how it went each night. Can I do both this time? Shadi asked after he finished his. I'm still thirsty. What? No, Knight said, feeling possessive. Dear, he is a growing cult, Velvet said. He's fine. He already eats like he has a hole in his neck, Knight said. He turned to Shadi. You're going to have a sister soon, so you're going to have to learn to share. And he will, Velvet said. Besides, I'm due any day now. Just let him have both tonight. Please? Shadi asked. Fine, Knight huffed. But just this one time for tonight. And it's only because you said please. Okay? Thank you. Shadi was at least a polite cult. Nightlight got up from the bed to go brush his teeth before he went to sleep. Shadi leaned over her to reach her far teeth. Velvet rolled onto her back a bit. Without Knight there to keep watch, her tail fell away from covering her barehood. Shining looked at the strange sight from the corner of his eye. Velvet was unaware of her bare state. She was far away in a haze of bliss. She had come to enjoy their little sessions. She no longer reviled the pleasure her son gave her as he suckled. She didn't feel dirty for it as it was never enough to make her orgasm, but it always left her teetering on the brink. It was a state of which Nightlight was happy to relieve her each night since they had started letting Shining help. But until that happened, Velvet was left on the brink of coming, which meant that there were other effects. No longer covered by her tail, her clitoris visibly winked in Shining's peripheral vision. He didn't want to release her nipple that he had worked so hard for, but the intermittent movement at the top of her barehood mesmerised him. He sucked harder to finish her second teat as fast as he could so that he could investigate this strange discovery. Oh, oh, easy baby, Velvet moaned, feeling him turn her on more than she was accustomed to. Her clit winked harder and more often at him. The more he looked at it, Judging by its size and shape and colour, it was almost like... Another nipple? He wondered. There was only one way to find out. Ah! Velvet cried out at the intense overstimulation. Even despite her extra weight, her back arched her body up off the bed and she came hard. Shining was practically thrown from the bed, landing on the edge of the mattress. Every muscle in Velvet's abdomen contracted at once. A torrent of fluid gushed from her pussy. What just happened? Knight yelled as he ran back into the room. Shining saw the puddle grow on the bedding. Mummy wet the bed, he said. I think my water broke. Velvet yelled as she lurched up and clutched her belly, feeling a contraction begin. I think the foal is coming. Oh shit, oh shit. Knight panicked. Bad word. Shining scolded. Shining, go to your room. Velvet, I'll call a carriage. Do you need me to carry you downstairs? Knight asked. No, 
I think I can still walk on my... Oh my gosh! Velvet felt another contraction. Oh shit! Bad word! Go to your room, Shining, now! Shit, Velvet, how far apart were those contractions? Knight asked. Not far apart enough for a carriage! This foal is coming now! Velvet yelled. Yay! Go to your room, Knight yelled. No, Shining, Velvet called between quick breaths. I need your help. How, Mummy? I need you to go in Mummy's desk and I need you to find the snow globe. Find the snow globe? Shining repeated. I need you to break it, she said. Go! Shining ran out of the room to go complete his mission for his mummy. Well, I could go. Velvet grabbed Knight's hoof with hers. Knight, I need you here! She growled, squeezing him. Ah! Sweetie, not my bowling hoof! Shining armor ran through the house as fast as his short legs could carry him. He didn't understand why his mother wanted him to break a snow globe. She was always so upset when he broke things by accident, but she made it sound like it was very important that he do this. He ran into his mother's office. He normally wasn't allowed to go in there, but she specifically told him to go in there this time. He ran over to a desk and grabbed the handle to the drawer. He tried to pull it open, but it was stuck. He recognised what looked to be a lock in the drawer. He looked all over the top of the desk for a key, but he couldn't find one. He pulled the drawer harder, trying to force it, break it open. Open! Open! He cried desperately, but he wasn't strong enough. He heard his mother screaming upstairs in pain. He grit his teeth and he pulled again and again with all his might one last time. He yelled as loud as he could. I said open! A blast of magic from his horn struck the lock in a flash of energy, smashing the wood around it to splinters. He pulled the drawer open at last and spotted the snow globe. He grabbed it with his hoof and chucked it at the tile floor as hard as he could, sending water and broken glass everywhere. The room was filled with a blinding white light and everything shook with a boom that sent shining armor stumbling back against the wall along with the rest of the furniture. He squinted into the light as it began to fade. Princess Celestia stood there, bright as the sun in the middle of the room. Her sleeping mask was pulled up onto her forehead. She looked around the room frantically. Her eyes fell onto the frightened colt. Shining, where is your mummy? She asked. She's upstairs, he cried. She said the foal is coming. They both looked to the doorway as Velvet's cry of pain echoed through the house. He felt the wind of her speed as she ran past him, through the doorway and upstairs. Twilight, Celestia said as she ran into the bedroom. Ah, Celestia, Velvet panted. Foles, coming. Celestia moved to the edge of the bed between Velvet's legs. How far apart are the... Ah, they're not. Velvet screamed. Celestia took a sharp breath and her horn glowed as she knelt down to take a look. Well, Celestia said, looks like some pony ordered the expedited delivery. We've already got a horn. Downstairs, Shining dusted himself off and walked out of Velvet's office. He could hear the yells and screams upstairs. His dad ran downstairs and threw open the linen closet, grabbing every towel he could carry. Dad? 
Nightlight froze as he looked at Shining. Stay down here, buddy, okay? I'm sorry, Daddy. I didn't mean to hurt Mummy. You didn't. This isn't your fault. Everything's going to be okay. Just stay down here, Knight said before he ran back upstairs with the towels. Shining walked across the living room to the bottom of the stairs. He stood there and waited as he was told, but he was also scared. He had never heard such noises before in his life. It went on for such a long time. He could hear Celestia yelling, push, and his mother crying, and his father yelling. And then, nothing. And then came more crying, but it wasn't his mum. It didn't sound like any grown-up pony cry. He saw his dad poke his head out of the bedroom doorway and look down at Shining at the bottom of the stairs. Shining? Nightlight called. Come on up, he waved with his hoof for his son to come upstairs. Shining walked up the stairs slowly, afraid of what he might find or see after all the commotion. The crying continued, quietly. It was soft, squeaky and high-pitched. His father waited for him patiently in the doorway. Come on, I want you to meet some pony. Knight took Shining's hoof and led him into the bedroom. Celestia stood proudly beside the bed. His mother laid in it. Beneath a fresh set of blankets, in her hooves, he had a bundle of towels. Nightlight led Shining over to the bed and helped him up onto it. He crawled over beside his mother. Her eyes were red and her face was puffy, but she was smiling, so that was good. She leaned towards him, showing him what was in the bundle. Shining, she said, I want you to meet your little sister. He looked at the tiny foal in her hooves. Her little purple face was scrunched up. She had just a tuft of violet hair above her horn. Her name is Twilight Sparkle. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash TMFF to get early access to audiobooks and to be able to request I do a reading of what you want, provided the author approves. Thank you to artlist.io for providing the massive music and sound effect library that I have to work with. And most of all, thank you to the bronies who write the amazing stories that inspire me to make these. Fluttershy and Izzy are best ponies. I now have a Discord server where you can join in and chat with other fanfiction fans. If you enjoy what I do, you can donate to me on Ko-Fi or Links in the description.